New York City. <laughs> I think that's who we think of, my goodness. Well, uh, you know, it was what was shed by the holographic, cutesy caricature of the Ebola virus that greets you as you get into the baggage claim slash quarantine area of JFK, then this must be Dale Radio. And I, of course, am your host, Dale Seaman. You're listening to another episode of Some Things I Enjoy, coming to you, as always, from the foul banks of the Gowana Sea. <laughs>
by all means. Uh, but we're, I love doing the shows because I love bringing joy to people, and uh, during the travel, you need to have a little joy. We're going to have some joy here tonight, so let's, let's get going. Steve O'Reilly is here. Hey. Oh, slow and low, like the creeping sensation that my bedroom might be haunted by a ghost that likes to graze my buttocks softly right before I go to sleep. in the room. There's a little sweat right there that I'm going to wipe off, but uh, my, I'm going to get right into it. That's what I'm going to do, Steve. You getting into it? I'm getting into it, <laughs> as I do, and I want to bring up our first guest. She's a, a terrifically talented individual. She's a vivacious gal with a great set of pipes, and she's a classically trained pianist. She runs a, 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 some old-fashioned piano parties that we're going to talk about. She has a great uh, a storytelling show that is celebrating six years coming up in January. We're just thrilled about that. And uh, she's, uh, she's also in the Huffington Post with her cat, which I think is the pinnacle of modern celebrity. So uh, please put your hands together for Leslie Goshko. It's very into the mic, very so, intimate. We're doing close-up magic tonight. I'll speak loud, too. Good. Well, you know how to project. You're classically trained. <laughs> yeah. Class. <laughs> That's a great thing to it be. It took years. It did. <laughs> what, you were classically trained as a piano player. Yeah, I was. And what's involved in playing the piano? I don't mean, at a basic level, is it remembering where the keys are, or you get a sense of how music is happening? But you have to, are you thinking about it constantly? You're just thinking about how lonely you are. <laughs> that's, that's the only reason you're like six at a piano bench. No one plays with me. Um, no. I think I'd be pretty good at it then. Yeah, I bet you, you seem to have a very natural musical bent. I saw yeah. you dancing. Yeah, I got a couple of those. That can't be taught. No. That's Amadeus. It's right in there. there. It comes straight out yeah. of Zeus's head. But now, uh, you, uh, you, I'm so excited to meet you. I've always felt like we'd have a great kinship together once we got got things going. I'm so and, excited. Uh, and you're married? Unless you don't want me to be. <laughs> this whole thing. <laughs> Those sometimes don't last, so we'll see how things go. <laughs> Are you, you're, you're single. Uh, I am. I am. I'm on many sites out there, so you can find my profile. I think I will. Yeah. I'll look it up. <laughs> look it up. Look you up. Please do. And don't, damn. Don't Ooh. tell the hubby. Uh, do you have to sneak around a lot around him? <laughs> do I have to? Nah, do I want to? Right, I know. It's, a, it's one of the those. Thrill. The chicken or the egg. You gotta keep it interesting. How long have you been married? We just celebrated ten years. Wow! Congratulations on that. 
probably reaching its natural end point. But now you were just at a honeymoon, is that true? Yeah, we, we eloped. So we never had a, a wedding or a honeymoon. And it only took 10 years to go to Mexico. <laughs> 10 years. To, to, to well, that, sometimes that happens. He's not a wealthy guy. No. No, that's okay. Some, you got to save for the big trips. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or just find a new man. <laughs> <laughs> I like your thinking. You like but uh, <laughs> this is going much better than I thought it would. Uh, better than most days go, honestly, pretty much any conversation I have. But uh, uh, now, um, and your mother was in town too? Yeah, my, you do your research, you. Well, I Look, do. You got all the facts right. You said my name right. That doesn't happen. Yeah, people do the Liz. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. really stress. Leslie. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, the last name you got too. Oh, I get a lot of I get a lot of weird stuff with that. Yeah, like yeah. like what? Gosh, cow. Oh, so that's it's Les Gosh Cow. Mm. Sexy, but yeah. not my name. I think I, I think I ran into her in San Francisco. <laughs> Maybe at but, Penn Station. <laughs> <laughs> possibly, possibly there might be sadder places than Penn Sushi. Perhaps, I think, like maybe a gas station in Alabama that's just like for teen prostitutes and truckers. Yeah. Maybe Mitch McConnell's trouser drawer. You put some thought in it. Might be another sad yeah. place. Yeah. Other than that. But uh, so it went well with your mom being here? Yeah. She saw your she, show? Bless, bless you. you. Thank you so much. Outstanding. Right, uh, right on Is that her? Is that <laughs> your mom? mom? <laughs> uh, she had never been to New York. And she hasn't seen me perform in like 13 years. So uh, it was like a big deal. Um, and I was terrified. I wanted to throw up every day and uh, every minute of every day because <laughs> I have a filthy mouth. Yeah. Um, and I, I, yeah, so I was, I was nervous. But it went okay. And she saw great. you perform. You did one of your old-fashioned piano parties. I did. She came, and, and she came to a Sideshow Gashko. She came to an old-fashioned piano party. And she still likes me. And, and, and what, is, what is an old-fashioned piano party other than it is just that? You've yeah. named it aptly, I guess. It's, uh, it's you playing piano. It's me playing piano. And I tell like some anecdotes and stories in between. It's basically like it, I can't fit everyone in my living room. Yeah. So we get drunk. And sing songs at this jazz club in the West Village. But that's also like a like a cafe Carlisle or something, right? You're 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 taking up that tradition. Yeah, I'm on my way now. Yeah. that Lane Stritch is out of the way. You move on up. <laughs> Moving on up. You have something to do with that? <laughs> <laughs> I get her out there to Michigan and see what happens. Yeah, right? Isn't that where she went? Family in Michigan. Yeah. Anyhow. <laughs> Bought a house. Uh, there. Uh, uh, so, uh, uh, and one of the things that you did recently, you, you talked about, uh, you do a medley uh, of songs, and we posted it on there, but you, you did a medley of songs of 80s TV themes. Yeah. Because you were a lonely child. I was a lonely child, and my, yeah. my parents didn't raise me. They set me in front of a TV, Yeah. and you can't do that with a kid. Because they end up being comedians in a basement. <laughs> uh, not as nice as this. This is one of the nicer basements I've been in. Well, um, they have tables here. Uh, that's true. The table budget is yeah. Vast. So so yeah. <laughs> spared at no expense. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I did a medley uh, for the parents that raised me. The TV. Right. And and one of the great songs that you did is one that always brings a tear to my eye. It's always one that I just felt a special. I don't know affinity for. I always thought about it, and when you when you we were singing it there, it just it, it brought up a lot of emotion for me, uh, which is of course the theme from Different Strokes. Yeah. And about the the, the rich fellow that takes in the two kids who have nothing. Yeah. And I wonder. It's we, a Christ metaphor. 
Is that what it is? I just thought it was like, because uh, I, you know, I took in my pregnant niece and uh, then her daughter. So I feel like I'm the Conrad Bain, Mr. Drummond. Yeah, or Christ. Or Christ. I had never thought of it that way. Think about it. It could open up a world for you. Well, let's come back to Christ. But can you, <laughs> not here, not all of us, I just mean, can, we'll, as a subject matter. Gotcha. <laughs> that's not what the intention of this is. But could, could we could we do it together? Could we sing that? that song yeah. That do you know Do you know all the words? I haven't done it in a long time. Let, let's sing it together. And I bet this whole audience will be weeping. Maybe they can join in too. Sure, if you know the words, join in. If you don't know the words... Stay quiet. <laughs> it's not your place. All right. Oh, our du- duet. This is yeah. nice. Now the world don't move to, to the, the beat, beat of just one drum. What might be right for you might not be right for some. A man is born. He's a man. And along come two They got nothing but the genes And it takes different strokes It takes different strokes It takes different strokes to the world Yes, it does But you know, when that it was such a great era. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steve. It didn't show. Uh, but uh, th- th- that era of television, too, was just, I think, a golden age for people you wanted to spend time with. Yeah. They created all that vast world, and of course, you go from all the family to the Jeffersons, and I think Arnold showed up as a nephew of Jefferson, and then he was on there with Penny from Good Times. Janet Jackson, she showed up. Edna Garrett goes upstate. She starts the school for the girls. And it all comes together. It was like this world building. That was amazing they to watch were, your beautiful mind just oh, then. They were all my friends. They were all my friends. I didn't have a lot going on. Aww. But anyhow... Not like now. Not like now. Now we're all among friends. <laughs> but it surely was fantastic, wasn't it? Now today, Carrie Matheson, no thank you. No. I don't need to spend time with you. No. Not interested. We'll live in the past. And so those are going well. And then the story, storytelling show is Sideshow Goshko. Yeah. And that happens at the Communist Bar down there? Yeah. Downtown? The reddest bar in the East Village, the KGB Bar. Yeah. In the East, yeah. You people have been Woo-hoo! there. Some, some communism. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're the fourth Thursday of every month there, and uh, six years in January. That's great. Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, just, uh, as I said, we want to come back to this Christ issue, because you went to uh, a, a very religious school. You went to Oral Roberts University. How do you know this? Which, which, incidentally, I've always thought Oral was such a good name for a religious figure. You know, All right. And saved by Oral. Oral saved me. Right. We, we used to have a joke anything. at the school. I bet you did. We'd say, what do you call two gay men named Bob? Oral Roberts. Uh, ah! I see. I see. That probably went over pretty well yeah, down there. Yeah, not so much. But there's a lot of, uh, there is a lot of laying of hands and speaking of tongues and handling snakes. It's very sexual. <laughs> it is. It's very erotic. I think the Methodists are probably our first great sex cult. Pro- yeah, except... They make you. Um, they make you sign a contract there. I don't know. It might have changed since I've been there. Yeah. But when you go to school there, you have to sign a contract saying like you won't have sex. So there's a lot of like, you know, all that stuff, yeah. and then you just got a 
hold it in. You had to hold it in. You hold it in like That's a long bathroom part. bag. Yeah. You know? <laughs> just. But then afterwards, were you just sexually very active? <laughs> uh, how, how active do you want me to be? <laughs> no, no, no. Just a little legitimate question. Uh, well, I've been I've been married forever. Yeah. So, so you got right into it. Yeah. He's 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 a lucky man. Yeah, that one. I, I guess so. <laughs> With a, such an experienced woman. Well, that's terrific. <laughs> that's terrific. Again, ten years is a good good a good amount of time. That's great. Yeah. That's gonna be good. And uh, but uh, was there some great lesson that you derived from that experience down there with the with the Bible thumping? Um, yeah. The, like it's not a really good way to live. Like uh, it, it's it like alcohol is amazing. You should try it. Uh, relationships <laughs> are fun. You should try them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't remember a lot of my twenties. I'll put it that way. Like once I got out, it was like. It's like when in Wizard of Oz, like it's Technicolor, and you're like, ah! Yeah, watch this whole world. You know, it's cra- oh my god, there's motor transportation? It's crazy, crazy. <laughs> All kinds of things. It's a whole world yeah. out there that you discovered. I would have liked to have been there with you Aww. at that moment where you just, oh my gosh. And, and if you What's were just that? right there. Yeah, that would It could have been, been a whole different... You would have gone on a different path. A whole different but, path. Um, now, and finally, you've done something I think that's very brave because I suffer from extreme uh, animal allergies, but you, ha- you've a, you have a cat. I have a cat. I went to the allergist today. That's why I had to wear my long sleeves because my arms are all swollen. Uh, and so you have severe allergies as, as well, and yet you have this cat, t- yeah. Tater. Tater. Yeah. Uh, a good-looking white cat. He got na- There's a site called Fuzzfeed. I didn't know, and he got uh, named one of the prettiest is. cats around. Oh, I didn't know. Someone said thank you. Let's give it up. Let's give it. Does that take a lot of work? The cat? Just keeping him good looking. Yeah. Well, I I give him a lot of praise. Yeah. Not you know. I learned from my parents' mistakes, and I channeled it. A lot of attention into my cat. And yet, when you go to the allergy place, you live tweet the allergist thing. Yeah, I did that today. And talking about the great TV shows, that seems like it would be a good cast of characters to, to, to generate for a sitcom. It would. There's fiery Latinas who are the receptionists. Yeah. And uh, they, they bust my balls. And uh, then I have, um, yeah, it's just, a, it's just a crazy bunch there. And you, it's always hashtag what? Uh, allergist live tweet, hashtag exploitator. Exploitator. Exploitator for the for the cat. Yeah. That's a lot of hashtag space. You got to keep the rest of the time uh, tweet short. I only live tweet it really on my Facebook because I can't fit it in 140 <laughs> characters. Well, it's, I always love when you go there. It's just, oh, well, she's got an allergy appointment. Yeah, I, I better do. settle I in. It's, <laughs> and what? It's an event. It really is. I have to do it for the like the rest of my life now, it's and a I real never go to the doctors. Yeah. Well, and so when is the next show coming up for you the, the, at the KGB? So, uh, well, funny you mention. Uh, so both of ours uh, fall on Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah. So they're closed. So it's a little wonky. Um, so those dates are in flux. But you can mark the fourth Thursday in January, which I believe is the 22nd. And that's our big blowout six-year anniversary. That's the one. Which is going to be... Banana pants. That'd be great. And that's a sideshow Goshko. Sideshow Goshko, KGB. 
That's great. Well, I, I hope that we have another chance to talk about some I would things. Love, I, you don't know how much I was looking forward to this I'm today. S- I'm, I'm, I was elated all day, walking <laughs> on clouds. I, I was going to buy you a pumpkin. I had this all planned, and I was going to draw your glasses on there, and I was going to bring you a gift. Yeah. And then I, I didn't get to the pumpkin, and then I was walking by this bar, and then I saw they had some, and I was going to steal some, and I was like, no, they're going to think I'm a drunk girl. It was a big thing, but I wanted to bring you a gift. Oh. So I brought you me. I brought you my heart. That is a, that is a beautiful gift. And it's a little gift, worn, but... You know, sometimes a gift is actually just nice without somebody telling you you were going to get a gift. <laughs> they say it's the thought that counts, but if you express it like, oh, I was going to buy you flowers, because that seemed like a really nice thing to do. But I didn't. It's a little bit of a, a letdown, and I wouldn't advise it. <laughs> yes, help yourself to a Werther's if you like. Oh, but uh, uh, we'll, we'll talk another time. That'd be great. Thank you so much back. for having me. Leslie Goshko, everybody. Thank you, sir. Thank you. You can, you can slide down. You can I stick around. I'll, yeah, I'll make sure that around. doesn't roll off there. That's great. Okay, well, uh, thank you. Wonderful. And now let's bring up our next guest. She's another terrifically talented performer, and she's well-known in basements across the country for her, her <laughs> tremendous work with characters, creating some real wild ones that we're going to talk about. She's on the mod team down there at UCB. She's been featured at Just for Laughs in Montreal and uh, a lot of other great stuff. Let's bring her up. Amber Nelson, ladies and gentlemen. Hi there. I love it. I love this suit. You pulled off a dead racist man. (laughs) He's dead. Thirteen dollars is all it costs. Yeah, the whole thing. Really? The the tie included? Tie included. I buy it as a package. When I go, I go big. (laughs) So now, Amber, how are things going for you? Things are good. Yeah. Um, I just found a bodega by my house that sells eight-dollar cigarettes. So, Pretty good day. That's <laughs> Pretty great. That's like half the price. I'm just going to die of lung cancer. You know? <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's Clap it up for that. An early death is always welcome. Yay. Some days, some days it sometimes, is. Sometimes. Sometimes it's going to be a little more horrible, and you'll all wish it. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, Amber, I gather that uh, you, you, you grew up in a, a lot of different places because your mother was a union organizer with the uh, teachers there. How did you know? Getting some uh, problems, getting run out of town, which I've had a little experience with myself. But uh, I was just down there in a place you spent a lot of time, which was down there in Louisiana. Oh, beautiful In, in New Orleans. Yeah. That's, a, that's a quite a, a quite a. I'm surprised you remember. <laughs> I'm surprised you remember going people, down there. A lot of people don't. Uh, <laughs> and I hope some people don't remember that I was there. But they, it's a very slow-moving city, isn't it? Yeah, people just take their time. They just you know go and get a drink and kind of take a stroll. And I know people that work there that have like legit jobs, and they're like, I should have been at work thirty minutes ago. And you're like, you go to work. And they're like, fuck, I just walk and fucking my life. Who cares? <laughs> right, you're on their schedule. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're yeah. Very much, very much there. They call it the Big Easy, but that's ironic because nothing. It's easy there. <laughs> Absolutely nothing gets gets done in a in a way that's 
you know, civil. Nothing gets or done. efficient. Yeah, that's why there's a lot of murders. There's a lot of people just shot. and then That they like, are good do at. Do we it. call yeah. the cops or do we just stand around and look at it? <laughs> <laughs> but those are, some, those are some <laughs> formative years for you down there. Is that yeah. right? You were there high school or something? High school and college, yeah. yeah. So you were steeped in it. Steeped. Love it. And uh, you were doing theater and that kind of stuff at that point? I was. I was doing theater and uh, improv. I was doing short form improv. I was in a group called Nut Punch. No big deal. Ah, I'll sign autographs after the show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was in a group called Nut Punch. You got some Nut Punch fans here tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. They follow you everywhere, don't they? (laughs) Nut Punch! That what they used to chant down we there. Were doing, we were actually and, warming up uh, in an alley behind a bar one time. Yeah. And uh, these street punks, they were like, what are you doing? This is our alley. And we were like, we're a short form improv team. Nut punch. <laughs> and, uh, Did you rumble? Was it a rumble? Were, well, they didn't kill us because they knew we'd have a worse death on stage. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. like, I thought they were going to do like what everybody wants to do, and that's murder a short form improv team. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so I take us out. That is the dream. Funniest dead bodies. <laughs> but now, uh, have you ever watched this program? And I think Leslie would be good. I think all, all uh, uh, comics would be good on this program. Naked and Afraid. Have you seen that show? I've seen like previews of it. It looks uh, really terrible. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's amazing. It, it's, they drop these two people and they give them a necklace and a bag that's got, I think, a battery pack or something, and one item, and it'll be a yeah. fire starter or a knife or something. Oh. But they had an episode that took place in the swamps of Louisiana. Really? That's pretty bad. It was the most terrifying hour of television I've ever watched, that's... aside from the fourth hour of the Today Show. It was <laughs> terrifically scary, yeah. and you just watching on pins and needles the whole time. It's pretty bad. I mean, my thing is, like, do they have to put the afraid in there? Like, you're already naked. (laughs) It's it's implied. You're pretty scared. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, swamps are pretty bad. I fell off of a Piro once, which is like a small canoe in the Louisiana swamps, and I thought that I was going to be eaten. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you can't scream. No, not in the swamps. Not in the swamps. You can't scream. Swamp code. Predators will come and find you, and you're going to get noshed on, and your body won't get found for, like, another week. Because the alligators there like to roll you around and That's hide you it. under a fucking tree to marinate you. Isn't that funny? That's <laughs> 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 in my tie five. <laughs> you ever spear anything with a stick? Spear anything? Yeah, uh, yeah I've speared like it likes a fish. Well, I not really yeah. spear, but like I used to have like a lake behind me and I could just like catch them. Yeah. That's yeah, nice to to have a lake behind you. <laughs> it is <laughs> that's, nice. That's ideal. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, you're, as I understand it, your mother was a Tennessee Williams character? She was. Yeah. Very much a very uh, bawdy, wonderful, beautiful woman. When yeah. I say was, she is. She's still alive. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's <laughs> she's good. living. Yeah. Is she less bawdy now? No. No, she's full on bawdy. Full on. Full on. We were at a hamburger restaurant and, uh, in the middle of nowhere, and this girl behind us... So my mom likes to perform and sing and stuff, and this girl behind us was like, I'm thinking about doing American Idol, I want to audition. And my mom like turned around and was like, oh yeah, well just get up and sing for the restaurant. Just get up and sing right now for everybody. She didn't know her. And the girl was like, it's a hamburger place and it's on a stage and I'm kind of scared and I don't know. And then my mom was like, then you'll never make it. <laughs> <laughs> 
she's right, you know. No, absolutely. Yeah, you gotta, yeah. you gotta have it. Saved her from blowing all the dicks, you know. <laughs> Which is a common phrase down there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you, you, all, uh, you, did you perform together? We used to. Uh, she would just roll up in a nursing home back when I was like early high school kid times, and she would just roll up and start playing the piano. Much like yourself. Yeah. And Leslie, you sing. can do it. Like now. Except <laughs> <laughs> like a tiny Schroeder piano. Um, and uh, yeah, she just, you know, she I don't think she'll be famous anytime soon because she doesn't she's still hanging out in Louisiana, but she really touched a lot of people's lives. They would roll into that room and just have a ball and she never treated them like they were old or they were feeble or their mind was gone. She's very like with it with them yeah. and they respected her for that and really just made them hang on for a little bit longer. It's pretty great. And your role would be doing what? Tap dancing or something? Right? I would do the serious songs. She would tell me as a kid. <laughs> That's good. She said, Amber, I am the funny one and you are the dramatic one. So I want you to go on after I do my jokes about, she had this whole bit on Gone with the Wind and she would get the two oldest people in there, the woman, and she put a petticoat around him, and a man, like an old, feeble man, put a top hat on him, and get them to do the scene, I don't know if you've seen the movie, but like, the one where he picks her up to go have sex with her. Have you seen the movie? It's a fantastic movie, you gotta watch it. But the whole bit of it is they're just so old, they can't pick each other up. And then I would come on and sing at last. <laughs> That's... That's within the next show. I'm going to do that show here next. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> wow. What do you? It, it, it sounds like she was a lot, a lot of drama though to yeah. deal with. And uh, I've had some relationships like that where I, I used to think I needed to seek out that drama. Yeah. But do you find yourself seeking out drama in, in your own relationships? Yeah. I mean, I do comedy, so I definitely <laughs> seek out drama. <laughs> yeah. I think I've, as far as relationships go, I've had a boyfriend for many years, and uh, he's very sweet we have a very uh low-key low-key relationship we just make food and then sit on the couch and watch gone girl or something you know yeah that's what you do yeah, that's what you do sounds hilarious <laughs> uh, <laughs> and of course uh, you you're well known for these character things uh, and making characters i don't know a thing about it. i don't know a thing about how you create this kind of stuff so i want to get into it but yeah the other day you know it gets to be this time of the year around the office and they have a little a ceramic haunted house thing that they set up, a candy dish, on the front desk. And for those of us with impulse control, it's a tough time of year. And so I usually place my order for some Vietnamese noodles on Seamless, and I head to the crapper, I wash my hands, I come back, and I get a Reese's peanut butter cup from the candy dish and go back to my desk and wait for the food to arrive. And uh, while I was doing that, I was watching your video, and uh, you had a video there of uh, a gal named Patty, uh, speaking of cats, and uh, uh, she was uh, auditioning to go to Mars. This was the conceit, and a cat kept jumping on her, and she would shriek, uh, a real great shriek, and it made me laugh so hard I was almost going to lose one of those peanut butter cups out of the nostril. It was so great. Do you ever think about going into space? I love it. I would love it. My brother has actually been to space. No. 
Yeah, on Facebook, I don't know if it's legit. That's not the same. But he's been to, he's been to space twice, what? and his profile thing on Facebook or like a life event says the first homosexual in space. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, yeah. The, or the flo- the first like out of the closet man yeah. in space, and he's no, just like some of those early guys. Yeah, yeah. You can't get out of the closet. Definitely. Sixties. No, no definitely. Houston, we have a problem there. <laughs> it did make you think about the personalities you got to be with, though, in your in a capsule or something. Yeah. You wouldn't want to be with Patty necessarily. No, uh, no, but, no. but that, you understand that kind of space, the uh, that the way that lady went kind of nuts when she drove around the space underwear in Florida, pining for the guy, and she was driving, and I don't know, maybe she had a knife or something. Space madness is what yeah, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's my biggest concern with going into space would be space madness. But on the flip side, what about inner space? Have you given that any thought, to tr- shrinking yourself down uh, and then going inside the body? Oh, like that movie? Like that old movie? Yeah, it, inner space. Yeah, I mean, my body's like pretty corrupt. You go in there and be like, oh no, let's get out of here. Is that like an entire Cheeto just floating in my lungs? We gotta go. Made a bad turn somewhere. <laughs> yeah. In the wrong neighborhood. Yeah, I don't think I'd like that very much. Surfing on platelets and that kind of a thing. I Is that what it's called? Interspace? In, in, inner space. Inner space. Great movie, great movie. Not a, not a great way to live, but uh, yeah, we'll list a bunch of movie recommendations when we post the episode. That's good. <laughs> Do they like go down to the kidneys and get flushed out in the urine? Uh, yeah, you know, I don't remember how they get out of the thing. That's what makes the movie so like, great. That's definitely. Well, um, well, they kiss each other to get into each other. Uh huh. That's how they, and then, but I forget how they get out. But that's how that's, they, they sneeze. Oh, they sneeze. Yeah. Oh, the sneeze. They got to get that back better. up there. Then, like, going out of, like, a turd hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or a pee hole. Or a pee hole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Any holes. Any holes. Any holes down be, there is bad. Yeah, it would be difficult. But where do you start with the character? Do you start with, uh, I don't know, the physicality of the thing? I'll tell you or what do I do. you start with the voice of the thing? Or do you imagine what that character might look like? <laughs> <laughs> Again, I know nothing about it. Nothing about characters? Nothing about characters. Oh, dang. I think you do. I really just stand in the middle of my room. <laughs> I stand in the middle of my room like a maniac and yeah. then just sort of like improvise a bunch and then like put on some sort of outfit because I have like very minimal actual clothes. I have like a black t-shirt and a white t-shirt, a couple pairs of pants and that's it and they're just on the floor. But like my character <laughs> stuff is like all this hung up like fur coats and sometimes I'll see a piece and I'm like, oh, I'll write something around that later. Let me get this weird plastic tiara and um, I just kind of like put a bunch of shit on and then I like improvise and no one's around and I'm like, oh, that made me laugh. What's that thought? And I'll follow with it and just kind of cut it down. Not interesting. But, but then do you ever take, take those characters into other things? I mean, like Patty, you just you do her once and then it's done or do you bring her back? Sometimes you can bring her back and sometimes it's also fun. Um, this is going to sound crazy, but I have a character that's like a little girl that I improvised in my room and my, the little girl got abandoned by her parents because... Uh, she never says why, but it's because she's just so fucking crazy and loud and horrible. Uh, and does impressions of her parents. And it's like her, her doing an impression of her dad. He's like, you're a weird child. I don't know how to talk to you. you know. And, um, <laughs> and it's super funny. And then, <laughs> and then like the residue of that will leak into another character. So then I can like, 
on stage I'll like put on a jacket and a beard and just kind of and then that kind of leaks into like maybe that kid is also doing this character and what does that mean you know there's always like some sort of residue into the last thing you did into the next thing does that make sense I got it I got it yeah so it's, it's in some way cumulative. It, it, it always informs as always you move informs. forward. Yeah, and that way you can do a bunch of them. Like, say you have, like, many characters. Then yeah. just kind of, like, combine them in, like, a gumbo back to Louisiana. <laughs> and uh, do it. That's fantastic. Well, do you have some shows coming up? Yeah. Um, I can't remember. I am doing New York Comedy Fest. Hey, that's a terrific. Show. That's terrific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's on the 6th. Okay. Um, I think it's at UCB though, which is a competing theater. So yeah. don't worry about it. We're all friends here. That's fine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that I think of the hundred people, there's probably fifty UCB, fifty. <laughs> but this is a great theater as well, of course, because we're all here. We all had a great time. Yeah. Well, that's great, and we can find out. We and you're great on Twitter too. We'll follow you on there. I am great on Amber Smelson. <laughs> that's it. Instead of Amber Nelson, because it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, Amber, thank you for being here. Thank Amber you. Nelson, everybody. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you. Smile on down there next to Leslie. Leslie. We're having some fun, aren't we? Yeah, having a good time. Real good time, Bill. All right. Let's bring, uh, let's bring up our next guest. Another, it's just every part of this is so thrilling for me. Anytime I leave the house, it's thrilling for me. But this is great to have these uh, great talents up here. Uh, now, uh, she's a terrific uh, comedian, and uh, she's got a video that we're going to talk about. Uh, she's uh, been part of the Bridgetown Comedy Festival, the Eugene Merman Comedy Festival. Uh, she's open for great people that, if I could remember, you would be impressed by and think, my gosh, how did you even contact? Why didn't she even respond to your email? But uh, if we could uh, bring her up, Janelle James, if she how are you? I'm good. Good, good. It's, uh, I think you need to project with that one, though. It says on. I love mic work. You know, if that one's not working now, that the two of you have already spoken and it didn't work. This one's working great. You know, I can try to pull it. Me? Yeah, this one you switch because it's. All right, you're getting to see a little behind-the-scenes magic, everybody. Here, you take this one. Yeah, that one. Can I get the one that doesn't work? Yeah, because the amp doesn't work either. Well, what do you really need to say at this point, Steve? Nothing. I'll answer it. Nothing. There we go. Stage picture. Complete. Okay. Janelle, excuse us for that little technical interlude. I love doing things. I love moving mic stands around. It's one of my favorite things to do. Uh, but uh, now we met recently at a, at a rare comedy event where they ask you to go up the stairs uh, <laughs> to see what they're doing. And that was a lot of fun over there in Brooklyn. And uh, now you have this video that I want to talk about. Smile Bitch is what it's called. Yep. And that is a, a, a timely piece, by the way. Maybe it's always timely because guys are idiots. But uh, you, you have, you have, what is the video? Uh, it's about uh, street harassment. It's about street harassment. Catcalling. Yeah. Or uh, a segment of, of, of street harassment. Basically, the smile, the smile version, men telling you to smile. Just that part. Right. Guys hooting and hollering and ladies walking down the street. And recently there was a video that just came out of a, a woman is walking down the street with microphones 
and, and having this experience. It was quite revealing. It, well, it, mine was just about the smile. No, I know yours was, <laughs> yours was different. Yours is a comedy piece, and it's very yeah. funny. <laughs> but, that, but this other thing is a real thing that happens, and it really got me uh, uh, thinking about it all and uh, made me think the guy's just got to shape up. You know, I know it was bad in the right now. We got, I don't know. If, I don't know if we can. Uh, if 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 I should call people on it as it's going on. I don't really want to come to fisticuffs. But if if you know, I, I, I don't want you to come to fisticuffs no, either. No. I don't. I don't want to come to fisticuffs. So no. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I I know it was bad in the fifties because I was there. I'm immortal. So <laughs> and uh, but weirdly we gotta just shape things up. But the video is so terrific. It's a really it's a sly look at that too. Thank you. And uh, got a lot of great comedians in it. And they're just straining to smile and going to a kind of boot camp right. through it. Anyhow, uh, uh, so now you were born. You, you as I as I understand, <laughs> you you were uh, born in the Caribbean. Yes. And then uh, moved to the Midwest. That seems I'm like a very. about what you've done up on me. <laughs> no, 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 it's uh, it's very uh, chaste. Uh, but uh, so that seems like a very natural progression, from. Uh... Uh, no, actually, <laughs> I, I didn't tease, move. I, I didn't tease. move. Just I didn't move directly from the Caribbean. So oh, it wasn't I like lived in a lot of places. Oh, yeah. you guys together. Amber did that too. Yeah. Was your mother a union organizer? Uh, no. <laughs> so uh, I know all about that. I left with my mom from the Caribbean, and then we moved to Maryland. Yeah. Then I moved to New York by myself as soon as I finished uh, high school. Yeah. And then I ended up in the Midwest. And that was through through what a marriage or something? Yep. And you're still married? Yes. Look at that, Leslie. We're everywhere. That can happen. <laughs> that can happen. It's monogamous. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. At the moment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. We'll leave things open. I like the spirit of this group. It's a very progressive group. I'm a comic. Yes, I'm really, a comic. Really uh, wonderful. And did you start doing a comedy out there? In the Midwest? Yeah. 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 Uh, Memphis on Main Biker Club. Yeah. Every Wednesday. Yeah. That's where I started. Friendly crowd? Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> No, actually, yeah. Yeah, a biker a biker club. A biker club. Yeah. Motor motorcycles, not motorcycles. Uh, not uh, Schwinn's. Uh, Harley jacket, yeah, yeah. bandana. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was the material like that you started out? Did you know you wanted to be a comic? That just kind of no, happened. No, no, no. Uh, did I know I wanted to be a comic? No, my dad died. <laughs> already, then, that's very uh, funny. I know. I'm, the, I'm depressing. Uh, and then. Somebody said, I was walking around in the stupor, somebody said, I'm going to this open mic, do you want to go? And then I said, okay. And it was a sign up, and I put my name on it, and then that's how I started. <laughs> I like ran and then you got, bit, you got bit by the bug, was yeah, the idea that you would just The do first time I did it, I was like, oh, I guess this is what I'm doing now. That's amazing to have that kind of clarity. What were you doing before? Um, I was doing, I was a fashion designer. I was just to do technical design, pattern yep. making, and things like that. Is that what you went to school for? Yeah. I went wow. to FIT. Do you still do that? That's why you came to New York, to go there? Initially, yeah. 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 Oh, I see. I'm putting <laughs> the pieces together. And uh, what was your, what, what kind of stuff did you design? Uh, I worked with Donna Karen, Nels 
to art, mostly uh, Upper East Side, ladies who lunch type shit. <laughs> I'd like to be introduced to some of those guys. <laughs> Any of those bras anymore. I tell you, <laughs> the secret is always just a wrap dress. You get that Diane von Furstenberg in there. Oh, I was gonna say, yeah. You're yeah. set for life. It goes with everything, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. She's a nice lady. I met her once. She is nice. Nothing came of it. <laughs> no, I said, but I podcast. You said, mm, Barry Diller. But, um, <laughs> and do you still keep that active? No. No, not at all. You had it all pine for it. Nope. No, you're fine with it. I'm addicted to comedy. Addicted to comedy. <laughs> yeah. And where have you just been traveling to? Uh, I just did um, the Midwest, so Ohio, Indiana, Iowa, Illinois, and then, yeah, that's it. And they had a good experience on there? Yeah, always good. Who are you traveling out there with? By myself. Just by, what do you get? A, you got your car? Uh, well, I flew out. Yeah. And then I get in the car. <laughs> I'm familiar with that around. process. What's your, what do you, I like Avis. I go to Avis. I do budget. Oh, okay. All right. Well, this is often through the company, so, you know, I can spend a little extra. But I love going in there. And I tell you, those people, they're just, they're isolated. They're in a place where if you drive one way, your tires will be broken. And they're in a chained-in area on some kind of island. The people that work at Avis is what I'm talking about. And you go up there. And what I like to do, as soon as I get there off the little trolley or tram or bus to get there, I say, hello, how are you? I'm ready for a great experience with you. And I put my bags down and we begin. Because that always just puts a smile on their face. Oh, really? <laughs> this guy is ready to do something. Let's see. We're entering into a relationship. It's wonderful. That's the complete opposite of what I do. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? Quite as possible. I, I say my name and then I say no, no, five times because that's how many questions they ask. You don't need GPS. You don't need the extra coverage. You don't need... Uh, Liability. Liability is five. I know it's, yeah, five, it's five no's. I don't even listen to it anymore. Yeah. Just no, 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 well, no. I tell you, <laughs> if you do my method, this is what happened. I was given the keys to a 2012 Kia Sportage. And I, 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 at first I went back in there and said, hello, I think there's been a mistake. And I ended up with a bright red Mustang, 2014, 500 horsepower. And I was tooling all around Galveston, talking up some of the paper products and things that I have to go around the country selling. But anyhow, it was, uh, it really, you can't, you can't knock somebody with a good attitude when you come around some of those places. And uh, you have children? So this must be a busy time for you. It's always, uh, well, what do you mean time? Well, I have, I, I've noticed, as it I said. It doesn't end. No, no, I understand <laughs> that. But there's something about once you get to the school, school year, starting up, and then you get into this holiday frenzy, it just seems oh, to be no, a lot of. It's always busy. Always. It's always busy. <laughs> how, can I ask how old the children are? Uh, six and 11. Six and 11. So they, they've got a lot of activities going yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. And are they excited for Halloween? Uh, my youngest son does not care. He yeah. usually, uh, I'll probably wrap him in some toilet paper or something. And uh, As a costume or just a as a punishment? <laughs> <laughs> <Both. laughs> and my older son is, yeah, he's, a, he's excited. So you don't feel like you're drawing on your fashion experience to create I used it? to, but yeah. uh, well, my younger son has never cared about Halloween. My okay. older son... I used to do a whole thing. Uh, he's been like a NASCAR car and uh, 
you know, a television, like he would be able to say, he would never say uh, monsters or anything like that. Yeah. So like one year he wanted to be fire guy. And I was like, oh, a fireman? He said, no, a guy who's on fire. <laughs> so I would make, you know, at one year he was a spatula, you know, things like that. Like he always wants to be things. A spatula? Yeah, but then he, <laughs> he wants to be a specialist, so I'm like, okay, I'll make that. And, uh, but then he got... <laughs> I'll send you the pictures of you. Uh, I want to see the contest of the specialist. How'd that work out for him? Did he get a yeah. candy? Did yeah. he get a candy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but now he's cool. He That's doesn't want to work on creation. No, he's over it. Yeah. Well, you know, they, they they talk a lot about nowadays about how Halloween has gotten so sexy. But I just, I really want to, I want to stand up for that position and say I, I'd rather it be sexy. Because before it was sexy, it was scary. And it was very, very uh, terrifying. Because everybody had that scream mask, right. you know. And it was like, I don't know what's going on under the, like, if you're, if you're just not, if I can see your body... <laughs> then I know you're not a demon. I know you're not some kind of ethereal spirit that's come to haunt me for the rest of my days. You know, and you say, well, okay, Dale, but you know, a demon can possess a corporal form. They could take the form of my, and I'd say, well, fine, but I'd still rather my last words uh, be, uh, that's a good looking nurse, as opposed to what's under that cloak, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? So fine, wear as little as possible. It's okay with me. Uh, anyhow. You have some good. Were you were you raised in a strict household? Were you were you? Did you have Halloween? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Um, I don't remember it, but yeah, I, I guess it's just the usual. I don't remember. You don't remember? Do you remember any costumes that you've ever worn? I don't. Really? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Look at people weird. are shocked by that. Maybe I didn't have Halloween. I, I blocked out a lot about my childhood. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Anybody ever give you candy? As a child? I don't, I don't know. Just at all. Yeah, just at all. I want to know that you've experienced joy. <laughs> well, I said I have kids, so no. <laughs> uh, yeah. Moving along. Um, no, that's okay. <laughs> I still like this bachelor idea. But um, uh, now... Uh, 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 do you, do you, uh, I just had a moment where I was thinking about something, and then I started thinking about that spatula again, and I was hoping that somebody was like a fried egg, or like there was a, he needs a partner to go out there and do something. just wanted to be a spatula. That's so beautiful. <laughs> it's like the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. A little spatula kid wandering around. <laughs> I like that so much. Um, uh, <laughs> so, but do you like hanging out with single people? I'm sorry? Do you like hanging out with single people? That's all I hang out with. Really? That's all your friends? And they got some good complaints and things? Uh, <laughs> they have good complaints? Yeah, about being single? Yeah. No, they make it sound awesome. Oh, it's enchanting to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been married for a long time. You live a little vicariously through them. Yeah. That's my experience. <laughs> Divorced podcaster in a basement. It's the life. Sounds right. Jealous. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I miss though. I would like to go out on the road though. That sounds like a lot of fun. Um, fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I like it a lot. Um, I have to get away from New York every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. You live in the city. Yeah. Man, that's amazing. Bringing up some kids in the city. Uh huh. <clears throat> uh, yeah, especially coming from the Midwest. You know, they don't. They're not used to this. Well, they, they, um, they grew up out there? They were born out yeah, there? Yeah, mostly, yeah. So they have a little Midwesternness to them? Yeah. yeah. It's nice and quiet out there. Yeah. Like right now in here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's in Illinois, which was where you were? Yeah, Champaign, Illinois. We oh. <laughs> 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 were just reacting to the Champagne part. I was half water with Champagne. Bubbly. Champagne. No. Uh, college Town. Yeah. Corn. My ex-wife was from Duluth. And Steve and I went out there once for her wedding. That was ill-advised, I gotta say. <laughs> to go to your ex-wife's wedding is not great. But um, did you say something where they were like, speak now for everyone to pee? That was like, yep, that, oh yes, oh yes, very very yes. <laughs> Broke into the rehearsal dinner, remember, Steve? I do. People weren't expecting that. <laughs> I, I don't recommend it. You have anything you're embarrassed about? No, I've said everything on stage by now, I think. <laughs> so no, not On other stages, maybe. And, uh, uh, and do you have any great lesson that you like? You want to give to your kid? Kids? Um, hmm. I would like them to just do whatever they want, which is how I've been doing life lately is awesome. <laughs> I don't think everybody um, gets to do that. So I would like to have them have a, the type of, I would like to provide them with the lifestyle where they can do whatever they want. Well, I mean, outside of my house, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, encourage podcasting. That's what I can say. That'll definitely do it. And you have some, you have some gigs coming up? People yeah, should know I'm about? doing a bunch of shows. I mean, I do shows every night. Uh, Every almost, night? Yeah, almost, yeah. Um, JanelleJamesComedy.com. I'm doing like a bunch of shows next week, like two, two, three a night, Monday through Saturday, if you want to look it up. Yeah, that's Where's great. Oh, that's great. What, what's happening? Where's your tomorrow night? Where are you uh, tomorrow night? Um, Which we're talking about Thursday. Like, the th uh, wait, what's today? Wednesday the 29th. Uh, tomorrow, I'm at the stand. Or the 30th, if you're listening at home. It could be any time. And then somewhere in Brooklyn after that. <laughs> I don't know exactly. But just, yeah, just, just go on the website. I don't, I don't really remember. Follow your bliss. That's what yeah, the blessing is. It's I fun. That's great. Janelle James, everybody. <laughs> Janelle, thank you. All right. Moving. Let's uh, bring out this uh, very talented comedian. I can't talk about uh, where he works, but let's just say that it's uh, possibly in a place where things that have happened throughout the week could be or could not be summarized and then presented to the public by a comedian of some stature or renown. Maybe not. Maybe you could order it through a separate package on top of your cable uh, bill, but it could just be there. We don't know what's going on, so we're not going to bring it up, but he's also the creator of Modern Seinfeld, a great uh, Twitter account, and he's, he's all over the place. He's got his own show that happens in Brooklyn. Let's just welcome him, Josh Gondelman.
doing terrific. How yeah, are you? Good. I'm doing great. Thanks for hanging out. Wonderful. For a Thank bit. you for having me. A pleasure. A pleasure. I almost said as always, but we've never done this never, together never before. Done this together. Our first. But it feels like it would always. It be feels a pleasure. like it would always be a pleasure. I can't imagine a circumstance <laughs> where all these people would be uh, together. Yeah. For such an instance, it would not be a pleasure. <laughs> That's right. That's true. And uh, now, uh, whatever it is that you do, you may be a spy. I might be a spy. And I think of everybody, you would be a great spy. Thank you. Because uh, it's the good ones and the quiet ones that you're not looking out for. Usually they say that about serial killers, and I like that you went in another direction with Thank that. You. Thank We're you. We're going to reclaim yeah. it. Uh, I also can be a little bit quiet and mm -hmm. that kind of thing. So uh, I often think about the chaos that I could unleash. Just uh, being oh, the quiet. Oh, I think about that all the time. Right? Yeah. Like, nobody would think it was me. Nope. Well, but then everyone would think it was you. I always feel like it's the ones that they think you would go, no, that guy never. And then when they do it, they're like, we always thought something was <laughs> that guy. We always, there was a little too nice, a little too quiet. Well, uh, I love uh, your look. We were talking about fashion earlier with Thank Janelle. You. And uh, you have become a fashion icon of sorts, of <laughs> course. And uh, you're fa uh, you write about fashion. Most recently, you had an article there about something near and dear to my heart, which is vests. That you wear very close to your heart. <laughs> yes. Uh, all around the torso. Thank you. <laughs> That's a vest pun. We got one laugh, uh, which is more than it deserved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't fucking agree with me. I'll say my own decisions. <laughs> I should also mention I'm drinking like a character from Piano Man. <laughs> I did. I write about. Uh, I work for. I, or I write freelance for L Magazine's website. Yeah. And whenever they, see the my bosses, my editors there see a man wearing something that's like a little unusual, they call me up and they say, "We need you to wear this unusual thing," and then write about it. So the last <laughs> one was vests. Uh, I've also done deep, deep V-neck T-shirts. That, that was a good and, one on you. Yeah. Oh, it, it was just like a. a, a, a pizza slice of torso. It was disgusting. <laughs> and um, short shorts. Yeah. How was that? And that was fine. My legs are kind of dope. Yeah. And do you, do, uh, yeah, congratulations. And do you ever, do you, do you want to combine all those things? Do you get to keep the stuff? Uh, I didn't get to keep the vests because they're really fancy fashion vests. But <laughs> the other, they, they, yeah. they were sent as samples. But the other clothes I have, and I, um, I wear... Two of the three V-necks I'll wear. One is an undershirt, one is a regular t-shirt. Uh, and the short shorts, I wear the longest of the three pairs. <laughs> the shortest ones are shorter than my underwear. Uh, that's good because then it can stick out. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's like I cuff the shorts up and then let the underwear hang low. It's like a layered look that... Uh, creeps out p people with children. <laughs> and now, was that something where they saw you on the street and were like, this guy knows fashion? Let's no, get him they were like, they saw me and they're like, this guy doesn't know fashion, we gotta give him some clothes. <laughs> no, it was, um, I honestly don't remember how it came about. I was just asked, uh, I, I write for a lot of women's magazines. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. It's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, got, um, I have a piece nobody of Nobody knows it better. Nobody knows, uh, nobody knows a woman better than a man that doesn't know very many women. Uh, that's the I, I know a lot. I know a lot of women. I have a lot of a lot of friends. Some of my best friends are women. Uh, I know Janelle and Leslie and Amber. We're all. It's all friends. All <laughs> friends. They're not even anything. Amber. Sorry. Counterpoint. Now I. 
I'm glad everybody's here. Now, I, I'm also, uh, I, I feel like uh, we could almost be twins. There's a lot of physical we have a similar. We have a similar luck. Yeah. For yeah, sure. Yeah, we could be from the same mother, possibly, maybe not. That's how twins usually work out, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. But now, did you had a bar mitzvah? I had a bar mitzvah. Did you? No, I, no, I didn't. And more than that, John Feinberg had a bar mitzvah. And everybody would always say, hey, uh, they talk about it. Like for years, yep. how great this bar yep. mitzvah was. And I didn't, I wasn't invited. And then they keep saying, like, this thing was so great. Oh, were you there? And finally, I've started saying, yes, I was there. Because I just, it's too much. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't bear it anymore, the fact that I hadn't been invited to this party. I wasn't there either. You weren't there either. How no. does it make you feel? I feel very left out. I know. Right? I don't have a fear of missing out. I just have an, an anger at it. <laughs> a real rage. Yeah, I have aomo. <laughs> now, uh, you uh, you created this thing, the Modern Seinfeld thing. I did. I co-created it with Jack Moore. Oh, sorry. Uh, with Jack Moore. And we, we write, Very co- co-write it together. And uh-huh. uh, it's a lot of fun. And you still like doing it? Yeah, I do. Well, I mean, it's a, it's such a minimal commitment. It's essentially updating the scenarios or storylines that would have happened to the Seinfeld characters if they were happening now. If they still existed. Yeah. Yeah. It's, are there any other TV shows you've been tempted to, you know, go after? Um... I haven't. Other people have done them, which are pretty fun. They kind of like shot up. There's um, my friend has a modern Clueless account that's like from the movie Clueless. Yes. There was a Sex in the City one briefly, I think. Uh, okay. Is there a Cheers one where they're just all on their phone? I actually, I t- I have tweeted a similar thing to that. Just oh, so. no, but I love that that we had the same idea. Uh, <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah, it's yeah. A very nice. Uh, I think in the business world they call it synergy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was recently watching the television program Wings. Yep. And I Great was. Show. Was it? Yeah, I love it. I want to see the modern version of Wings, like post 9 11. Yeah, a lot more time in the security. <laughs> it's a lot more somber show. There's a body scam. Much smaller cast, too. A, 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 less, a lot less innocent in. uh, popu- uh, population. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> Oh, uh, definitely. What's his face? The guy that was in Monk. Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub. His character yeah. would be completely different now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There would be a lot of profiling. Yeah. Modern Wings would be a sad show. <laughs> <laughs> it would just illuminate all the flaws of modern America. <laughs> well, that's what great television does. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think now so. you uh, started out there up in Boston. You're from Boston. I, I did. I originated there. Yeah, oh, oh, wonderful. Back. Cambridge. No way. I. I lived in Somerville and Alston for a time, so I had you surrounded. Okay, maybe there's time for that later. And uh, now you, I you actually were... don't, so <laughs> we got to deal with this now. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you were you were a teacher. I taught pre I taught uh, elementary school Spanish for two years, and then I taught preschool for four years. Okay. Now, uh, how did, did you feel like you were always connected to the kids? I did. I I think I connected really well. I get along very well with small people, and I don't know how to relate to animals. Yeah. Yeah. I saw I saw a little person at the subway today. Uh, I pro- I mean I get along with most people. Yeah. Um, Did they pay less fare? He was exiting, so I couldn't tell. <laughs> but you, you, did you ever rap? Did you ever feel the uh, uh, inclination to rap to put your things into a rap? Did I ever rap? Like a lesson? Oh, I don't know. We did a lot of singing. Well, yeah. kids don't know. You know, kid, the kids that I was teaching, they didn't really know it was popular. Uh, I did try one time when I, well, they were so small. When I was teaching elementary school Spanish, this was like 2007, 
and there was a classroom full of 7th and 8th graders, and I was teaching direct object pronouns. Uh, this is super fascinating, and it's going to get better. Uh, it's, uh, so I was teaching direct object pronouns, and I wrote on the board the notorious DOPs for direct object pronouns. Nice. And the kids... Uh, there was no, it was a very similar flatness of energy as we're receiving here. And I said, I said to them, I was like, honestly, you know what? I'm, I should reconsider. Do any of you know who the notorious B.I.G. is? And one eighth grade girl raised her hand in 2007. And I was like, yes, Lizzie. And she goes, was, was he implicated in the murder of Tupac Shakur? And I was like... Weird that that's what you know, but like I'm glad that you're in the ballpark. So great, you're a smart kid. You have a weird murder fascination. <laughs> we had one of these guys, an older student teacher that came in, mm-hmm. and uh, it was unfortunate because he, he probably was a Civil War reenactor. That's what he looked like. He had that yellow smoke in the beard. Yep. And I think he may have worn even like one of the caps. Yep. But he came in and his name was Mr. Sumner, which sounds like a fort. It does. Yeah. And so he came in and he, he wanted to teach us. I mean, there's an older guy. Yep. He understand the picture. And he, he sang a rap, of a, did a rap, he performed a rap uh, about the Indian Ocean. And I still remember it, but it's just because it's the most embarrassed I've ever been for another human being. Of course. Yeah. He had the, the, the hat on sideways. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What What did you learn about the Indian Ocean from this? Now, Israel? way down south is the Indian Ocean. Sail up to Sri Lanka on a monsoon motion. That, that's the, yeah. the most I remember. That's not bad. That's very, that's like a close cousins with West Philadelphia born and raised on the yeah. playground is where I spend most of my days. Yeah. That's like yeah. a very, a very close what relative. people learn history from that rap song, West Philadelphia born and raised? So I just take a cab to LA and... <laughs> <laughs> this, just, this guy is real shitty at geography. <laughs> he has no, is there a flat fare? <laughs> like when you go to JFK? <laughs> Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I see you. You give that a little lilt. Yeah. It was like a melodic rap. Yeah, I, I it thought, stuck with me. Yeah, when you, when you experience that kind of pain for another human being, it really <laughs> sears itself into your heart. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all my pain has been very. Um, I it's usually mine, my own. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, are you? Are you? Uh, I am. I'm with you. Are you? you uh, getting ready for Halloween? I am. Is that something you look forward to? Uh, it's something I don't care about at all. No, and is there a costume you would not like to see? Oh, I mean, yeah, I hate like the. I, I just hate seeing like the racist costumes. We uh, <laughs> no one likes that. That's a, well, there are people that do it. I feel like you can't. But I don't think anybody's like, "Yay, you came to my party!" <laughs> cool oh, you gang. have very limited experience with fraternities. I do. <laughs> yeah. I do. That's true. Um, and then the I don't like the ones that are like topical horrors. Yeah. Like it's fine if you want to do a cute thing from the news. It's fine, but like someone, I'm sure you'll see someone dressed up like the Ebola germ. Right. And then there's already been pictures of people dressed up like as Ray Rice and his fiance. Right. And it's like. Uh, why? First of all, why are you already wearing your Halloween costume? <laughs> Second of all, what a horrible thing to wear. Yeah, it's like they just read the wrong Huffington Post headline. Yeah, and derived yep. something from yep. that. They're like, oh, we thought this was top ten sexiest Halloween costumes, not top ten monsters. 
Oh, right. But yeah, like new, news monsters. News monsters. News monsters would be bad. A while ago, it was anthrax. A lot of people dressing like anthrax. Yeah, I don't like. I don't like it. I don't care for it either. Thank you. <laughs> for your humanity. Yeah. Doesn't it look like cocaine? Like, is it like a powder? Like, what if you're a party? Like the envelope. How do you dress like it? Uh, it was like, uh, like a band. It's like with one, a kitchen utensil. Like a long, skinny, braided beard. <laughs> was that what the guy from Anthrax had? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that Anthrax. Thank you. I, I love that you're with me on everything, Cambridge. Was that still you? No. Well, I love that two people have agreed with you once. That's a new thing to love. <laughs> and uh, uh, you've got you've got your show, the the pretty good friend. What's it called? No, it is on. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's a much more people I admire. Show. It's Josh, yeah, Josh Gondolin and the people he admires. And that is um, the next one is November fifteenth at Union Hall. And uh, our musical guest, which is very exciting, is Prince Paul from. I mean, remember, yeah, Terrific. there we go. Thank Terrific. you. I just as long as one per as long as one person likes each thing that I say, that's what I <laughs> strive for in comedy. Specificity, that's the key to success. I stole a pair of shorts from a Prince Paul shoe. Did you really? Yeah. Wow. Small world. Small world. <laughs> Unbelievable. I won't tell him that. No, tell him that. Okay. <laughs> I will tell him that. I'd be like, hey Paul, you, you short. I'll do it like Ocean's Eleven. I'll just call him up. Be like, one is missing. I want to check your shorts drawer. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the shorts they got for me, but like, you got to give them back. Also, we're not going to pay you, and you don't get to eat. So I'm like, I'm just going to take these shorts, though. So. <laughs> Are they good shorts? Yeah, they're great shorts. Excellent. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything less from Prince Paul. <laughs> He's a man who knows his shorts. Yeah. And so do you, uh, having reviewed many yep, shorts. I'm, uh, no. I'm, I'm a kind of shorts. Uh, no, nope, you guys are wrong to laugh at that, and I hate you and feel better than you now. Now, as I understand it, you and, and like Leslie, you both grew up kind of straight arrow. Is that true? Yeah, I, I wasn't a lot of fun. I still am not. That's <laughs> well, not true. Yeah, that's oh, not thank true. Thank you. You're Leslie. <laughs> you didn't get into a lot of things with the drug and, and all that kind of no, stuff. No, not at all. I started drinking very late in life. Uh, Me too. I was like 25, really. I, I had had drinks, but I was 25 by the time I started uh, being like, "Well, this is a thing that I do." And it didn't. And even then, it was only very seldom. Just so people wouldn't be like, "Why aren't you drinking? Do you have a problem with drinking?" Uh, I didn't really start till I was uh, until I moved here, and then I didn't have to drive home. Yeah, I could just sleep wherever. That no, does that's encourage <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't it. It like really enables bad behavior. I didn't even eat dinner. I just drank like a vat of whiskey, and then I've been yelling at you fine people, and then I'm going to scare up a hamburger later, because you were talking about hamburgers, and I was like, that's, that's the only food, food there is. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of cheese do you prefer on your hamburger? Oh, gosh. Blue cheese, Swiss, American. Oh, I don't I'm usually use Swiss on a hamburger, but I'll, okay. take, I'll take what I'm given. That's my problem. What? Yeah. I'll do a Colby Jack on a deli sandwich most of the time, but in terms of a hamburger, I forget to request a specific cheese. What's yours? Provolone. Provolone? Provolone. That's a great cheese. Yeah, yeah. Nice cheese. There are a lot of great cheeses. All right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to shout out y'all's favorite cheeses, and y'all are going to go crazy. That's what... I saw uh, a Tribe Called Quest in concert in Worcester, Massachusetts. Yeah. <laughs> I know you, Cambridge. And the, he... Q-tip, the, the... Oh, my God. 
did you you had to know that was coming. So Q-Tip is like kind of the head rapper of that group. He's the front the front man, and he they hadn't been on tour in a while, and they specifically hadn't been to Worcester in a while because they have good sense. And so he was saying he was like, "All right, y'all, I'm gonna say I'm gonna ask y'all where y'all are from. Then y'all are gonna yell out the name of your hometowns. Then I'm gonna yell out the name of your towns." Then y'all are gonna go crazy. So that's what he did. He was like, where are y'all from? And then people just shouted like a thousand different towns because they're all from small suburban towns in central Massachusetts. So someone would be like, Sturbridge. And he'd be like, hey, Sturbridge in the house. And like four people would be like, <laughs> And then he'd be like, where are y'all from? And then someone would be like, Holden? And he'd be like, is Holden in the house? And two people would be like, Man, and then that was like five minutes of my concert. I paid money to see that. <laughs> oh, it sounds fantastic! It was terrific. So you've got the show next week, November fifteenth. November fifteenth. Yeah. And anything else coming up? We we can maybe find you somewhere. Yeah. Um, at Josh Gondelman on Twitter is a good place. I yeah. tweet the things I write and um, and the shows I'm gonna do. And then, yeah. That's good, good. That's yeah. That's a good thing to do. Solid use of tweets. Yeah, solid. And then I also tweet, like, um, seltzer I've been drinking. I've been tweeting a lot about seltzer oh, lately. Oh, well, we'll tune in for that. Okay. Maybe after the show, we'll get it. We already covered cheese. Do you hold, have, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right. <laughs> no, I want to get to it. Believe me, but let's let's save that for the after party. All right. At, uh, at the, at the mansion. <laughs> In the hotel lobby. I know how you do. Yeah, we'll get that hotel bar. But uh, for now, I just want to say thank you for being here, Josh. Thank you, it was great. Josh Gunn, And I know that our time. I want to thank all the guests here tonight. And uh, I want to thank you for still And thanks to Nick for having us. Uh, as, uh, as Leslie was talking about, the holidays are coming up. So this will be the last full live show that we do here of the year. About, uh, well, I'm going to be part of the Solo Con Solo Comedy Festival that's happening in the pit November 14th and 15th. I'll be hosting the character night. I don't know why they got me to that. But I'm hosting that here, and then I'll have my own show, just me, just standing up here talking. And uh, I don't know, I, have, I better think about that. But anyhow, that's happening, and you can find it all on uh, radio.com. And then we'll be back, we'll be part of New York City Pod Fest in January, and then we'll be back in the last Wednesday of every month. So thank you very much for coming. Now, till next time, I'll be getting my costume together for the saddest thing I can imagine, which is an empty whiskey bottle hosting a podcast. Now, let's get back to that great music. Dale Radio is written, produced, and performed by James Bewley. Musical director Steve O'Reilly. Season 7 podcast theme composed and performed by Emily Danger. Season 7 podcast icon designed by Louis Chin. Logo treatment by Daniel Spencer. Posters by Claire Prouse. Live shows the last Wednesday of every month at the Pit in New York City. And be sure to tune in, rate, review, do all the things that you love to do on social media platforms by following us on Twitter, on Facebook, listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or find everything online at DellRadio.com. Thank you for listening. You're the best.